I feel that that's also important, feeling like, yes, we're not alone. You know, if we're working also <laughs> as activists or as urban planners or people trying to tackle complex environmental and, and social transformation. Artists Ideas Now talks to artists about the most pressing questions of today. This eight-part series is talking to artists from Egypt and of Egyptian heritage about climate, crisis, environment, protest and change. My name's Laura Marie Brown and I'm creative producer at Liverpool Arab Arts Festival and host of this series. Sara Rifat is an Egyptian graphic designer, photographer, theatre performer and environmental and climate activist. She was the Arab World Coordinator for 350 Earth and participated in the first Arab youth climate movement. She founded Hayut Troop, which uses theatre as a tool for development and social change. 350 Earth was described as the first ever global scale group show on the front line of climate change. As world leaders were meeting in Mexico for a climate summit, at 12 locations across the globe, artists created an image using people and materials that would be visible from space, demonstrating public support for bold climate action and raising the impact of the climate crisis on different corners of the planet. In Cairo, Zara brought together hundreds of students to create the image of a traditional scarab beetle, the symbol of rebirth and regeneration. Her work brings together activism and community mobilisation, bringing art directly to people. We began by reflecting on how she first became interested in climate activism. Before um, the UN Climate Summit in Copenhagen, that's when I, I yeah, I uh, really, I guess, became a climate activist. And it was through also art, because I was, at the time, I was working as a graphic designer and I was volunteering um, to do environmental education with children. Um, and I, I saw this invitation to attend a workshop that would combine, you know, art and, and climate activism. And yeah, that's that's how I really got uh, started, you know. And um, I got to connect with people from around the world and, and see how, despite, you know, the, the, the diversity of reasons that brings people to this work, um, everyone has... Um, a vision you know everyone has a dream something that um, you know calls them <laughs> to work on this so for me you know um, I liked riding bicycles and I wanted to to enjoy clean air and for others it was yeah something else so I found connection I found oh so climate is is you know a kind of overarching issue that connects everything you know all environmental issues so how did you move from being a graphic designer to using art and theater as a way to raise the profile of environmental issues it happened you know gradually and <laughs> um so yeah like the, the the 350 earth art project and before that there was the the global day of action where we we you know cycled 
together me and a group of other Egyptians and we created you know like um, a, a banner uh, using uh, like old newspaper and and it like yeah grew from there and I found myself feeling drawn more and more to to do this kind of work and so after you know 2011 and with this transformation that you know Egypt was going through um and and even before then like so I had decided that oh I I wanted to to work on um you know local projects instead of a full-time job and to focus on my art you know artistic practice but then I found a cause you know I found something where I could um yeah you know still work on that but uh, combine it with with something that you know matters uh, for the world and for me so in the beginning I was a volunteer and then I started yeah like more and more working on projects uh, related to yeah different climate organizing um and yeah so the 50 Earth Project, I guess, was also a big thing that um, tested, yeah, my organizing skills. <laughs> this is the this is the the uh, Solar Scarab project. This is the 350 Earth, you know, sort of planetary art show. There was a hundred young people involved. You could be seen from space. Tell us about it. Like, how did how did this work? So yeah, this was a project that. Um, brought together different people from around the world. I think there were maybe 10 or 12 locations that had similar earth art uh, projects. And so, um, yeah, you know, I, I just got this brief explaining what this is, this, this uh, earth art uh, concept. So the idea is to create something that can be seen from outer space or, you know, by satellite. And there, there was an artist at the time, his name was Daniel. Um, and he, he had already done these kind of projects in India and in different countries. And he created this kind of simple guideline uh, document um, that, um, yeah, just, you know, uh, created this this uh, order of steps, you know, for for someone who'd never done this before, to know how to do it. Uh, but you know, so so that was a good starting point. But again, you know, like w when you create something that involves collaboration and something like of this scale, it was like fifty by ninety meters large. Um, it needed, yeah, it needed also the the, the input of many people on the ground but really like I, I worked with an architect uh, and an, an urban planner and people did this you know uh, on a volunteer basis and it was a great learning opportunity for me because I created the design and I found the the, the place <laughs> where we could do it which was also um, a huge uh, barrier in the beginning um, but then we actually mapped it, you know, kind of in, in the same way that you would create a connect the dots image, you know, and 
So it was me and uh, Mona, who was the architect, and we had, um, I think, maybe uh, six volunteers. And so I, I think that was really when I felt, oh, okay, this is happening, you know, because, <laughs> yeah, so there's a lot of planning, you know, like, how do we map this? And so she created, um, like, a ground plan with the points and coordinates. So we, we had to, to create a zero point and measure. So we had these giant, these, like, really long measuring tapes, you know, the kind that they, so, yeah, and, and the team grew more and more. And then when it came time to actually create it, you know, we, we, we bought these pieces of fabric that would be stretched and we needed way, a lot more people. So the, actually, yeah, there was a, like around two, 200 people actually who were there on the day who, um, who, who stretched the fabric and they had to be desi- um, divided into four different teams. So again, bringing people to be coordinators and I was up there with the photographer and then at the end, everyone stepped into the the giant sun disk. So this is the you know, so the at at the top of the of the solar scarab. Um, and so yeah, you know, in the beginning we had this idea, oh, that you know, the entire scarab would be filled with with people, but uh, we would need <laughs> way more people to do that. So actually, everyone fit perfectly inside the, the the giant sun. How do you think that, you know, you use theatre and combined arts to feed into your, you know, to feed your activism, to support your activism and to get the message out to, to people as well? How do you think those things all fit together? Art in general, you know, it's something that engages, you know, on a very on a very human level, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's a cliche, but yeah, it's, it's something that touches your soul and it, it transcends, um, you know, a very rational thought it's, uh, or, or that, or for me, that's what good, good art is all about, you know, <laughs> something that makes you feel something, you know, and moves you. And there are many ways uh, that you can do that, you know, through different kinds of art. So um, the work that I that I did was about that, you know, that um, it was about engaging people so that they feel connected to the issue and they they also feel like uh, they have a place because with with climate science, for example, a lot of people uh, might feel alienated if you if you just talk about. The numbers, you know, um, and science is at the core, you know, obviously our understanding of climate science is why we're taking action on, on climate. So information is power. But but what do you do with this information and is knowing information enough to take action? And um, so th- that's what, you know, 350 um uh, as a, as a as a as a campaign and then an organization and also the the wider climate movement has learned uh, information on its own is not enough you know there are many ways that we need to engage people and we need to communicate and we need to also strategize so i see art not just um a way to get people to, to care but 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 it's uh, it's uh, it's an enabling uh, medium or an enabling tool to take action, to engage, to feel part of a community, 
to to question to uh, and and to come up with with strategies and solutions you know so um yeah for me visual arts were a big part of that so i did photography and i and of course with the solar scarab it was a very uh, visual project but then i became very interested in 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 community building um processes as well and and so theater for me is is also a very um engaging way and a very um fun way <laughs> to to really um look at the nuances and to, to and look at the dynamics you know because at the end of the day whether you're working on on climate or working on like any social issue you're dealing with people you're you're dealing with um community dynamics and power dynamics so theater for me is also a very interesting way to to work with that and to uh, um understand and and to strategize you set up the Hoyt troupe which sort of specializes in applied and interactive theater and that's kind of key to your your work in terms of, in, of engaging communities in that way what are you working on at the moment well currently there's uh, there's actually later this month there's a green festival that's bringing together different organizations working on um you know environmental uh, issues and i'm very interested in uh, sustainable transportation and in bicycling and i was part of uh, cycling uh, groups and i consider myself yeah part of the cycling movement so <laughs> um so we're doing a performance a playback theater performance and and playback theater uh, is a is a is a community building kind of theater and it's improvisational it's based on stories shared by the audience and um so it's it's a space where dialogue is created so one story invites another story and people see their stories being um reenacted on the spot uh, hence the name playback um so this kind of theater has been around since the 70s it was created by Jonathan Fox and Joe Sadis but now it's like spread across the world um and so i've i've done performances before with my troupe where we in, we um yeah we invited people from different backgrounds and we collaborated with different groups to kind of invite the personal narrative and it's very interesting because depending on the audience you have a very different performance and you have a very different kind of dialogue so the, this performance there will be people who are working on like uh, on, on urbanism issues and but also probably people from you know um, you know just coming from the street you know who are curious and interested and maybe it's a chance to create a conversation and and sharing stories about what it's like you know to to work on these issues in in Egypt uh, but also what's the experience of of people like uh, riding their bikes or or walking or using public transport how are they engaging with with the public space uh, what's their vision for for their city you know things like that um so yeah so i'm i'm always surprised by the kind of stories that that come 
because no matter how you think uh you know you know you know you like know <laughs> um there's always that story you know like uh there's there's always something that really resonates or connects or makes you ah you know have a deeper question about an issue and there's also a sense of community i think for me this is why i also do this kind of theater because it makes me feel connected it makes me feel like oh i'm not alone with this or oh someone has maybe um, a resonance in their story even if the if if the details are not the same but So um, I feel that that's also important. Feeling like yes, we're we're not alone. You know, if we're working also <laughs> as activists or as urban planners or, uh, or or people trying to tackle complex uh, environmental and and social uh, transformation. Artists Ideas Now is produced by Liverpool Arab Arts Festival in collaboration with Artists on the Frontline. This series was supported by The Space and Arts Council England with funding from the National Lottery. The producers are Laura Marie Brown and Zoe Lafferty. Executive producer is Sarah Fortescue. The series music is by Yara McAway and is called Feed on Wasted Energy from her LP 1963. For more information on this series and to find out more about each of the artists featured, go to arabartsfestival.com and explore the reading list for each episode.